Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week on All About Affordable NFTs, we're here, we took a little break, we're sorry for that, our, our real jobs got in the way, and I know that may come as a surprise that this isn't our full-time occupation, uh, but it's not. You'll note by the lack of sponsors, which we have, which is we have chosen, we've chosen to do. Yeah, that's a choice. Keep it clean Clearly. for you. <laughs> George, yeah. how you doing? On a serious uh, note, though, back back in back in the day, we would get emails from folks that wanted to pump their projects, and we were like, "Should we?" And we actually decided to just be really lazy and not respond to people. So you think all these logos that are I'm wearing and have in the background. We're not getting paid for these? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I don't know how to break it to you, but I stopped posting video a while ago. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> did, oh man. Uh, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of headlines. Um, taking, yeah, taking let's, let's There's still a lot it. going on, uh, but it's uh, it's a bit quiet in, in NFT trading, I would say. I don't know if, if you've noticed. Uh, yeah, anything, let me uh, that up. Hold on. Uh, but anything new in your wallet, George? We haven't done that game in a while. I, you know, honestly, all that goes on in my wallet. So the hilarious thing is there are actually like a decent amount of transactions because I have people renting my horses in and out from the lending farm on Zed, um, which is still out there. I haven't bred anything new in, um, in a little while. I might pop in every now and then and just basically waste any amount of money I've earned on just making new ponies because that's my life. <laughs> uh, looking, this looking is your real job, past, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good thing my kids don't depend on that. Um, I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, the past 30 days, though, you're right. Sales have dropped um, overall in the Ethereum platform, it looks like, by 22%. Um, albeit, you know, Bitcoin is now on the rise. So I think some of this NFT trading is being uh, shifted around, and, and we'll get to get to that maybe a little bit later. But yeah, overall, uh, you know, NFTs are sleepy. Sleepy yeah, right now. we do have an article here that we are... Uh, points out this is from the blog just pointing out that it's the uh lowest uh number of active nft traders in a month since 2021 uh had about 49,000 i'm sorry that was weekly uh, active traders 49,000 uh, last week um you know as we're as we're uh let's see that's as of a couple or yesterday as we're recording this um so you know it has gotten quiet out there but you know i think we also are seeing a lot of activity maybe move to non-nft areas specifically mm -hmm. some, some meme coins so it's not that the the, the, the people have completely disappeared i would say no the you know the casinos are still open and the gamblers are still there they're just not uh they're not partaking in the normal spots all right well why don't we get to a couple other uh some headlines here uh, so pudgy penguins a relatively popular collection they've, they've had some staying power good strong floor price they just released a toy line and within the first 48 hours this is a physical toy uh made to look like their pfp uh they earned five hundred thousand dollars in uh, uh, 
um, after releasing this collection from sales. Um, this is after announcing uh, a nine to $10 million uh, raise um, in a recent fundraising round. Um, so, you know, I, I assume that these were, you know, planned in succession here a bit, you know, give some, uh, you know, a nice, um, uh, some nice momentum with the two of these stories. And, you know, it is cool to see this move beyond that. You know, it's just something that it does remind me a bit of <laughs> many of the roadmaps that we, <laughs> that we looked at back in the day when these collections were coming out, uh, you know, every hour, maybe with a different uh, type of animal on them that, uh, merch and, uh, you know, these, these physical items were always in the plans for so many of these often didn't happen or was often very low quality. It does seem like they've done a good job with that. You know, again, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a toy and it's a, uh, it's a, it's playing off the, the image that they have or the brand that they have created, uh, you know, with this PFP collection. Um, you know, I'm curious to see where they go next with this and, and what happens with these collections. It definitely reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, maybe, Beanie Babies and how NFTs have already been related to that. Uh, I imagine this won't stop those comparisons. Uh, this is, you know, this is brilliant. Honestly, like you're able to finally turn it. I just don't understand why more organizations, like more groups weren't able to do this. Like, is it that hard to create little like stuffed animals of the silly, uh, you know, NFTs that you have? I just think it's so funny that like of all of the ones that like little... <laughs> Like the pudgy penguins, like if you remember, this was like created by college kids in a dorm. They kind of got bored of it. It was like chosen by the New York Times to like write up this one random NFT. And <clears throat> then the creators sort of like half, uh, you know, half efforted it, um, half penguined it when they did uh, an additional drop down the road with like literally spelling mistakes in the actual NFTs that they dropped. The community takes it back over and yeah. I think this is a rare case where the community is like, no, nah, uh, let's just do what we said we'd do on the roadmap. I think, you know, group. I'm willing to bet that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is watching this with great interest. This is exactly what I think he's trying to do by creating characters, bringing them into real life, bringing them into homes, and commercializing, productizing IRL. Um, so... Uh, I want to try to look up real quickly if what this did to the price of Penji, Petty Penguins. Did you say that? I mean, I, you said they made like a half a million, like no problem. Yeah, it looks like it brought the price up uh, at least an ETH uh, from hovering around four to hovering over five, currently at 5.3. Yeah, wow. So it really... three uh, floor. No, it, it's, uh, it, it definitely did stuff. Um, if you look back 30 days... Um, yeah, it's, it's really just, been on the rise. It, not much of a spike either. Um, it stayed pretty steady. Um, it's, but I wouldn't say an overall surge in the number of sales. You know, this, looking at the, the chart here, um, but steady sales has increased the price. Um, but yeah, five or five ETH now for this collection. That's that's the <laughs> that's a pretty healthy price. <laughs> yeah, well, good good on them. Here we see. See a bit of a spike in the number of sales, but that's actually more today. Um, yeah, nice increase in price there. That, that that's cool. Um, you know, good that they are actually uh, following through with that collection or that the product there. You know, and I think it's not. Uh, you you said why aren't more collections able to do that? And I think there's I think there's the, there's many things that fall apart before it even gets to the 
the point of trying to get the merch together. I think there's been, we've seen so many cases where people have either quit or, um, quit or maybe uh, made mistakes before they could even get to that point. Yeah, look, there was so much potential that I think the market crashed before projects could reach. I absolutely see the value in having ownership of an NFT, having merchandise. I mean, you've actually gotten it, but the clothing that you got is like so like kind of unique and expensive that there's no reason on earth you should wear it. <laughs> so you kind of... <laughs> And if I see you in it, I'm going to spill a wine on you. Oh, I'll never wear that around you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my uh, my 3A NFT hat, but I think the the opportunity to you know personalize content and show your ownership there. I mean, honestly, NFTs have to come back because that was such a good idea. Call them something else, Onis. <clears throat> Hashtag Onis. Right. Onis at ETH. Uh, you you can you can purchase it for a hefty. A princely sum. Um, but yeah. So George, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Bitcoin has NFTs. Did you know that? Have oh, you heard? God, yeah. <laughs> I heard Yeah, that. but this one's really good. So here's the article title. I'm sorry, this just this made me laugh a bit. Bitcoin frogs outpaces bored apes to become oddest NFT collection during past 24 hours. It's just, I mean, we're just trying to incite this and I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like we're just trying to make these PFP collections, a, you know, pump them again. And uh, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a lot going on there. One day, um, I don't take a whole lot of stock in. Um, then again, there's a lot going on with the Bitcoin NFT ecosystem that I do find interesting. You know, that's not dying. It's going. It, it, there's a lot of strength there. Um, we are. I think that we can. One of the things that I'm seeing there's a lot of relation between meme coins and um maybe maybe not the highest quality of pfp collection i i haven't done a ton of research on the collection i'm going off what i've have seen it's it's cool um and i think that we are seeing that there's a lot of interest looking for maybe a little more um uh just like volatility but maybe some volatility i think there are a lot of people in crypto that look for for uh more action in a day-to-day -day market because we have a lot of gamblers. <laughs> I think that's what we're seeing in many aspects in different parts of the crypto market right now. I don't know. It just makes me smile. I remember, I just, I look back to the good old days when every week we could look forward to another completely baseless JPEG ripping up millions of dollars and just gambling, you know, just some good old fashioned gambling going on. Yeah, but, 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 but this one's different. <clears throat> it's frogs. Don't you get it? All right. So let's see. Uh, the checks collection has been very popular recently. Jack Butcher has done this. Jack Butcher is, let's see, a, a maybe social media personality or, or influencer, Twitter primarily, but has been very, so at least his checks collection, he did the open edition, sort of uh, spurred interest in that open edition um, interest overall from a lot of artists. Uh, he's now making physical editions of these <laughs> these checks prints, and they are going for a lot. I've been really impressed how he has how he's continued to uh, to add new elements to this collection to interact to change the parts of it. You know, we've talked about how maybe uh, 
the fact that an NFT can change the NFT, the, the tokens really just pointing to a file, how that could be a bad thing. And I think he's found a way to make that a good thing, to make it interactive, to um, continue to um, engage his, his collectors. And I think this is cool. Um, these are prints. These are very high-end prints. Um, if you know, you can read a bit more about it. I don't know about, enough about uh, uh, prints to to really talk about this, but it's a very high-end printmaker. Um, they've proven very popular in, uh, with his collectors, and I just like that he's trying new things, continuing to interact both with the blockchain and with the physical side of NFTs. Uh, cool collection here. Yeah, it looks like so. They say after. I mean, basically, after the 100th day of checks, any remaining pieces will be uh, available, uh, apparently, on, you know, to, to anyone. So that, like you said, is an interesting uh, overlap where you have, just because it doesn't get picked up at Christie's, may uh, generate after market sales. So you're right. Uh, I think a good uh, example of IRL, blockchain, gaming elements here. Um, curious, curious one to watch actually. All right. So this next article is about a new token standard. Uh, this is developed by Limit Break, which is the company who, a uh, company behind digital, Digi Gaiku, uh, ran a Super Bowl ad that went to the founder's Twitter page. Twitter. Anyway. It was, a, to be clear, it was a Super Bowl <laughs> ad for a Twitter page. Yeah, I mean, they never really followed up. That certainly seemed like that was not the intent. But you don't think that paid who off? Knows? Mm, well, anyway, they've released this token ERC721C, the difference being that dash C at the end. Uh, the idea is that there's more control over royalties here. Uh, these there's the possibility to turn off royalties if the collection goes below its mint price. Um, so there's a few different options that the creators can set. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting. There's this, the royalty debate is, is ongoing. Um, it's an interesting take on this. I think it's, I mean, we certainly haven't seen, uh, you know, if, how, how widely this will be adopted. Um, I think, We've talked a lot about royalties and how, um, well, there's a number of ways they could go. <laughs> We've talked about our friends. I won't get into all of the the, the different sides of this, um, but this is I don't know. It's it's at least one other attempt to to give some uh, some on chain control over this versus sort of the the token register. Sorry, not token. The uh, the royalty registry that um, the OpenSea has set up that is sort of OpenSea's. They're, they're working with others to maintain that list, uh, but it's a much more centralized uh, way of handling royalties than, than this is meant to be. I think this is awesome. I'm shocked it wasn't created sooner. There's a nuance in here that I'm curious about, which is that it also allows sharing royalties between project holders, project yeah, yeah. holders. So suddenly it's coded in both as a way to then send, as I understand it, some funds through the Ethereum network to the wallet holding the actual NFT. That opens up so many different dynamics for uh, B2C incentives, customer acquisition, 
loyalty. I mean, for, I mean that that is loyalty, right? Like we right now we do like what staking so that you earn something or another. This is like basically staking by default. You could even put yeah, it on sure based how... on the amount of time that you held it automatically dictates your distribution. Like it is like really yeah, I'm not sure about the tax implications of some of these. Oh things. terrible. No, that's a uh, that's the definition but, uh, of security, pretty, isn't it? Like I mean I'm pretty clear <laughs> about them, but I don't want to <laughs> admit them. <laughs> don't let Gensler get get his little mitts on that one. Oh, he's salivating. Yeah, right. <laughs> Walked into a carefully laid trap. Oh man, so let's go to the new one. Ledger is in all sorts of hot water this week. Ledger, the the maker of the uh, of one of the most, I'm not sure if it's the most popular hardware wallet. Uh, yeah. Man, so they have a new feature. Uh, <laughs> they've released a new feature, a seed phrase recovery feature. So you can break your seed phrase up into multiple parts, store it, uh, store it in different databases with, it's a technically with different companies maintaining those databases, but this is definitely not the way that most crypto security experts would tell you to store your, your passphrase. Uh, so. This is an optional update. You don't have to do this. Is that's what that's what Ledger is. You know, that's kind of what they're leaning on here. And but hold on, if it's, it's an optional not, update, what happens? What happens to the other patches and fixes that come mm, subsequently? Have you mm, just frozen your wallet in a mm, other mm, sort of like risk vulnerability state? Because let's say I don't know. Uh, your your friggin' NFT vulnerability shows up, and anytime somebody walks by with like a uh, a ledger magnet, oh gosh, we have to patch that. In order to do that, you gotta upgrade an update, right? Like I can't just leapfrog my updates. That's um, you know, as far as my knowledge of code, which is greater than the average pedestrian, but I'm pretty sure there's a reason why they put the dot one, dot two, dot three, and you don't just go right to dot seven. <laughs> no, you go to dot end. Dot final. <laughs> dot final. Give me that final. Give me that t- taste of that final. This is, um, it, 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 it's so dumb. It makes me think I don't understand something here because the whole value proposition was completely cold storage, offline yeah, storage. Yeah, just and like, I just don't understand. Why did I get the tattoo of my keys <laughs> on my privacy of my body if, you know, Ledger was just going to put it in the cloud? I feel as though that tattoo was a mistake, actually, now. I think you can get it made into something else. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> now, they, they've gotten actually just absolutely destroyed on crypto Twitter. And, you know, I would say rightfully so. This is not this is not good. Here, um, here's what I will say. I like it as an idea to help people that, frankly, are new to crypto. But it's a okay. different product. Yes. It's a different entire, like, call, even branded something different. Here's a good analogy. Here's a good analogy. Starbucks, right? The quality of their coffee is known for being decent, right? Seattle's Best, did you know, is owned by Starbucks. They literally separately brand that so they could sell that in other places like the like 7-Elevens and, and other stores. So it's like, hey, it's our coffee. We just don't want to confuse the Starbucks brand. 
just friggin' take a chapter in branding and logic because your market was sold on this idea. Um, it, I, it makes me feel like they don't understand their own tech. Oh, well. Yeah, I guess Trezor. Tezor? Trezor. Trezor's one of the big winners here. Uh, they are open source code. Um, I'd say, you know, any of the other Lattice, uh, any of the any other hardware wallet looks a lot better um, in comparison right now. Um, paper wallets are always a good option, but I would be, yeah, I won't be, I don't have one. I wouldn't be upgrading to that if I did. And I would be uh, very wary of continuing to use that if I, all right. Do you remember looks rare? Remember that one? I recall. I have, I probably have some looks tokens somewhere. I'm going to go see. I'm sure I do too. Dead um, in the count. You know, and, and, and I joke, you know, they, they obviously are a, an NFT marketplace that made a lot of noise with a lot of incentivized wash trading uh, when they first came out. They're still around and uh, not getting a whole lot of volume, but they do have a new raffle out there. Users can buy entries for 0.01. Um, you know, they're definitely, I mean, this looks, looks, Looks to me like they are uh, trying to basically get attention. You know, they have made a lot of announcement recently. Um, I am, hmm, I'm very skeptical of of being of, of how much activity this might bring over to the uh, the platform. Um, they are offering. Let's see, there'll be one. Uh, board a five azuki and a hundred bundles containing 1000 looks tokens uh offered in day one um let's see if we look at the looks token right now um uh, it's uh, it's about point uh, a little under 10 cents so that's about a hundred dollars for those raffles so um you know the the, the board is obviously worth quite a bit more so interesting um but it does feel a little bit like they are just trying to take get some attention right now in a marketplace war that is largely being dominated by blur and open sea. I have, I have like 50 bucks over there. Look at that. It's hiding. What was it worth? Oh, never mind. Sorry. No, I had about like $50 of, uh, I mean, this is hilarious though. They have got over 58 million still staked, um, in their system. Pretty good APR, 14%. What could be wrong? All right. So, man, Moonbirds. We're, we're going to talk about Moonbirds because they're one of the premier collections, right, George? I'm Wait, rooting oh, for what? them. Hmm? Uh, well, but <laughs> they I don't think do a Spotify. Uh, you can, they have an NFT-gated playlist. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting use of, of an NFT. Also, hmm. And it's hard for me to imagine that, you know, I guess it's a cool thing that they're able to do. I think Kevin Rose's connections probably helped make this one happen. Hard for me to yeah. imagine um, that it happens with this type of collection. Otherwise, especially considering the, the momentum uh, recently, but you know, it is a cool option here. Um, now we've seen some interesting ideas with music and NFTs. There's a, a music NFT player that, uh, would like to highlight if I could find the name of it right now. Um, and I, it's not Spotify, uh, intent. Um, but there are other, uh, just some interesting things with music and NFTs. And I think the, the token gating, um, maybe could be taken to a different, uh, different connection level, a different engagement level for, for fans and just maybe a, a, a 
hated playlist. <laughs> Look, I think you connect. Like there are a lot of there's a lot of like hidden treasures along the way here for artists. Like and they, they kind of come up in the different news. Remember, so remember Ticketmaster and being like, oh wait, there is a way to have an NFT for access to tickets and special pieces that are now being built into the systems. Then you combine that with Spotify so that you could hypothetically have like an NFT gated, like here is my artist's uh, playlist or here's the like B-side tracks of, of things, deepening fan interaction and allowing this type of new user communities that transcend vertical platforms that are frankly owned by the likes of Facebook, by Twitter, by TikTok, by whatever. Like I, the pieces are there. Um, and I'm really excited because they're starting to be pulled together by some folks. So, uh, you know, the Moonbird watch continues over the last 90 days uh, has gone from about seven and a half ETH to drum roll about two ETH. And it, um, it just is a things go down um, with a big drop happening. Uh, I think uh, around the announcements of Kevin Rose getting hacked and the conference getting canceled. Uh, I don't know. I think you know. I still hear Kevin Rose kicking around NFTs. He's still out there doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think this get, this gets to one. Here I go. Here's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to call a price, and it's just going to be wrong. But that thing gets to one ETH. I get very interested. Now watch it either never get there or it gets there. And then it goes like Kevin Rose, like I give up on NFTs. NFTs are dumb. Yeah. Um, I'm making, I'm not going to jump in this one. Um. <laughs> I'm putting my bid in right now. Mm, all right. Let's get out. Let's just get out. Get so Axie infinity is on the app store, the Apple app store. That's crazy. Um, this is quite a turnaround from how Apple has recently uh, reacted to, to crypto and NFTs. Um, this is a so it's a light version of of Axie Infinity. Um, you know, if you don't remember Axie Infinity is a metaverse game with, with NFTs involved. Had a had enormous usage at one point. Has certainly dropped off a bit. You know, one thing I do find interesting that about this is that it is not allowed in the Philippines where it is where the company is based and where uh, it is most used, I would imagine. If not most, it's definitely one of the, uh, one of the countries with the most users for them. Um, so that part, I don't, I, I, I couldn't find the reasoning on that. Um, probably hasn't been specified. Uh, anyway, what do you make of this, George? Uh, the NFTs aren't built into the game per se. So it's Sorry, my just mistake. the game dynamic. You can sort of transfer over your character across, but it is not um, necessarily like the NFTs like trading in the game. But the nuance though is like you have, let's say, a rare Axie. It seems like, oh, cool. Like I can transfer it across. So it is maybe a quiet way of getting in-game assets um, in there, but still not. Um, so like starter axes are non NFTs, they say, but eventually as people buy other axes in the app, uh, we'll want to turn them into NFTs. So there's, um, a plan to do that. I think this is awesome. Uh, it just, you know, it took a lot longer because of the frankly, Apple, uh, regulation, um, 
and smooth love potion seems like i got a small bump of like four percent i remember at one point you were you were trading some slp weren't you you were getting in on the axie uh gambling maybe that was me i, I don't know if i actually traded slp but i you know i i probably did i at some point did. at some point. i definitely did um i was i was doing all kinds of degenerate gamey stuff uh but this is epic and you know what um board apes is paying very close attention to this it's just i mean it's inches away what's more it's um it's getting easier to develop these mobile apps um with uh increases in coding capabilities from gpt tools so i think board apes uh, i'm calling it before in the before the summer is over we'll have some sort of sewer pass play stupid like mindless ape game on your phone type of thing um it's just it, it's too easy and it's too right there and monetizable as well okay our theme uh, no affordable project our theme today is i believe that meme coins beget nft season now follow me going back in the day remember how ico craze happened and then it rolled into many more meme coins and then flowed into the you know, the the frenzy of basically, you know, the 2020 where Dogecoin comes up and then we get the NFT trend, 2021, 2022 obviously drops off. But that's um, that seems to be this flow where you get like this fun gambling on coins and jokes and it moves over and we're already starting to see that. And I think this sort of... Um, the harbinger, the harbinger of of this turn is the fact that Dogecoin daily transaction reached a lifetime high after their DRC20 tokens. It's basically what was going on on Bitcoin with putting NFTs on the chain. Uh, their Dogecoin tokens were introduced, and that allows people to put uh, NFTs on uh, that that platform. I'm uh, I'm not bullish on that. I do own Doge because I'm a degenerate gambler, uh, but I think this is what I see. And this is like, hey, look, this is step one of the next step. So I'm getting like, hey, our, uh, I, I, I think I can see the end of winter with this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we, or at least I alluded to some of this earlier at the beginning of the show, that there's just a lot of interest. I think there are people looking for more volatility that is one of the things that i think people it's not necessarily a, a bug in crypto i think there's people that are looking for volatility they can't find other places and they're looking for it now in meme coins you know pepe is the token that we've seen just i mean it's just been absurd how much trading has been going on in this token um i yeah i yeah and i think there are a lot of so let's see there's one there's a there's a very well-known crypto personality, crypto Twitter personality, Kobe, who had said uh, a while ago that meme coins are, or I'm sorry, uh, NFTs are just meme coins with pictures. And I think we're somewhat seeing the reverse here that, you know, meme coins are NFTs without pictures. Uh, you know, I've seen that posted recently and it is a lot of like, yeah, it's just PFPs. You know, these are very different NFTs or sorry, just PFP type, tokens i mean there's so many of those that we know weren't about the art they weren't about the utility they were just meme coins this is no different i do think it's just people showing interest they're still around there's still a lot going on this is you know not um definitely not the uh 
uh, development side, the the the, uh, the building things side, but it does show there's people here and there's people wanting to engage with with blockchain elements and, and applications. Yeah, the sort of hilarity of this, uh, you know, most of these are, I would say, firmly all of them pump and dump, but it's it is oh, you know yeah. well funny. You're still holding Doge. So well, you say you're a gambler, but you've been, <laughs> you are a long-term holder. I'm a long-term holder. Oh, oh, come on. You've, you've, I don't know how long you've, uh, you've, you've hodled that I've, now, but. A long time, actually. I, <laughs> yeah. I let, I, I had, I, I earned my initial investment back and then I'm just playing with the house's money. Albeit, I probably should have sold it all when I sold the, the, <laughs> the house's money back. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hindsight's but, funny. What are you going to do? But. But you, uh, you really are more of a believer in that than, than you let on there. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a larger holding than I'd like to, uh, I'd like to admit. Uh, but I will agree. I do think there is this, like, there's a symbiotic relationship there where the games start on meme coins and they move to NFTs, and it also is just activity on the chain. You know, the ch- these chains aren't dead. Like, I think that's important. Cool. Like. They're very active. Like, think Gas about all the like. Crazy. It's annoying. Is- I, I was I was just looking. It's like seventeen dollars. I was like, what the Christmas? Like, why? Um, but yeah, I mean, to have Dogecoin hit a daily transaction record reached, even knowing that there was like hype and hysteria back in the day, like this just blew this out of the water. Um, just because they brought on a, a new bit of technology, so uh, there are folks using and transacting on these platforms. I mean, you're over at zero X, you see all those transactions all the time. You're like, there are folks still interacting, exchanging, um, at decent volumes. It's and just- a lot of it has been on meme coins. Really surprising. <laughs> how can much- you share any data? Can you share just surprising? You can't share any actual numbers. I mean, I can share data on, on meme coins. I don't have them. Yeah. Maybe head. we'll, um, maybe we'll do a little data dump, but you're just like, geez, these people are funny. It's, it really is. I mean, I, I, what I actually, something I would like to look into more is how many people who are NFT traders are trading what we would call meme coins, because, you know, I do think that that's where a lot of NFT trading has gone recently. It's pure gambling. It's, there's no utility. There's no, you know, governance, voting rights. There's, we're not playing with any of that with meme coins. Um, I actually forgot to post a link here. Uh, there was a Ben token recently from uh, oh, personality goes by Ben ETH. I think he took in about seven million um, in uh, said forty eight hours, but I believe most of that came within twenty four hours or so um, after releasing this token. And this is someone that's very uh, well known in the uh, NFT community, um, and I mean it, he released. I mean it, I, don't, I would say he released it as a joke, but I, I don't know. I would say more as an experiment, and it obviously I, I don't know if he. If it's successful or maybe um, showing how how mm, susceptible people are to just playing the games right now. Um, but yeah, this is it's the silly stuff that we saw at some of the, the beginning of the NFT ball run. It was just the silliness that you couldn't quite explain other than people wanted to click buttons and maybe potentially make some money. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the monetization of your audience, but also if you don't like, if your whole audience is there because you joked around with them, like 
um, yeah, inside 24 hours, he made Ben, and then he turned around and made uh, the PSYOP coin, being like, I'm just going to do that again. Just buy it, and maybe something good will happen. I'll do something clever. And you're like, you kind of did last time. Like, I trusted you. You rugged me, but it didn't matter because somebody bought out the entire coin because they wanted Ben. A different YouTuber who wanted Ben took over the coin, and that's how he made a bunch of coin. Ah, okay. I didn't quite, I didn't follow the entire, uh, the but entire yeah, story that's there. The, I should have like, type. yeah, like I said, I didn't put the article in the, the notes initially. That's the kind of stuff that happens when mm-hmm. NFT season comes back around. I'm telling you, get your ponies now. Zed, Zed's, I don't know. They'll be, they'll be in it. They haven't gone away. All right. All right well, um, we're good. I think that's about it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, George, before we go? Nope. Go uh, drop into Discord. Say hi. Leave us a rating. We're, we're still making posts for you. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> we just have a lot going on. All right. I'll see you out there. Bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.